Can't Knock This is brought to you by Viserys. Univar ES is now Viserys, the pest control distributor making a positive impact on young businesses. Along with the broad product portfolio of top brands, we offer exclusives like the Intucare Mosquito Trap. And with resources like Pro Training, Inventory Manager, and PestWeb, and over 65 locations nationwide, we provide the products and insights to grow your business. Visit go.viserys.com slash knock this to learn more. Hi, everybody. This is Sam Taggart, the DDD Podcast. I'm here with Eric Armstrong, and uh, he's the owner uh, and CEO of Quick Roofing. Now, how many roofing guys are in Dallas? I'd say about 3,000 roofing companies is about the number that people reference all the time. And to put things into perspective, because a lot of people are selling pest control, satellite, alarms, whatever industry, most roofing companies would save probably three to four million bucks. I would say that's about the average. Average. So Eric's company last year did $120 million in roofing, and this year on track to beat that, and next year you're going to go to what? What's the goal? Probably close to $200 million. So awesome, amazing growth. He's 10 times bigger than most roofing companies out there, um, and a lot of people can never figure out how to get to your size, and we're going to talk about that in a little bit and kind of scaling roofing contracting business, but the main thing, like we're out here you know, in Mansfield, and Texas, literally, we spent two days jamming. How was the last two days? It was amazing. It blows your mind. I mean, it makes you see how you can truly take it to the next level, and and you need to be stretched. So, so. I, I want to want to appreciate and honor you for being humble enough to say, "I'm coming to your boot camp, Sam," and I'm I want to learn. You know, a lot of people when they get to the status of yours, you know, I, I meet a lot of guys like you, and then they're just like, "What are you going to teach me? You're some like punk kid." And I think that the humility is probably what's gotten you to here today. Yeah. And just hearing your story, how you're the number, what, what employee were you here? Uh, about the number four, number, number four salesman in the company. And about what, 12 years ago? You that just one kind was of like, about 18 years ago. Oh, 18 years ago. And then how long have you been like the one running the show? Right at 18 years. So I, I, it's like 19 and a half years ago that I came on. Then I started running the company about 18 years ago. So 18 years. So a lot of people think that it can be like a microwave, just like zip, zap, I'm a hundred and some million dollar company. It wasn't just overnight that no. you became this, right? Absolutely. Um, so I think a lot of people underestimate the power of consistency, the power of growth, the power of whatever. So we're going to talk about that a little bit. But um, what's still cool is you're still out knocking. You're, you're like, dude, the other day I was in the field. Yes. <laughs> so you're just like, <laughs> I'm like, okay. You know, you've been doing this for how long? And you're the owner of how big of a company? You make how much? You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. but that goes to show, you know how many roofing guys call me and they're like, Sam, I just need to hire a guy. Like, what do you mean? You need to hire, well, I just need a guy that will go out and like knock and do it all for me. And I'm like, that just doesn't exist, dude. Well, I think if we can get out there and show our team and, and rock with them and take it on the chin and go through that emotional roller coaster. One, it, it shows you what you guys are going through continually. You, you sometimes can forget, but as you go through it, I think it just kind of reiterates, hey, we better be pushing for good marketing, pushing for better leads if we can, but uh, to take them off the doors, but nothing beats the doors. So yeah, kind of what's your, so what, tell us a story, because I think this is like the, the element that I thought was really interesting for this podcast, because there are a lot of guys out there listening that you know, maybe they're brand new. Maybe this is their first summer. Maybe this is their 10th summer and they're getting their butt kicked this year better, you know, worse than ever. And so you go out, you've been doing this for 19 plus years. And what happens the other day? 
So the other day I visited my Lubbock office and uh, started knocking with our manager out there. And so we got to knock together and spend some time together. And we knocked about nine blocks. And in nine blocks, um, I didn't get one response. I mean, I, I couldn't even get a person to answer the door. In Lubbock, one of the most friendly places ever, right? And um, so we, we just kept knocking. Um, and the best part about it was, is I, I finally did. It was the last, there was three doors left on the street and I finally sold somebody through a ring doorbell. It was the first time that I've ever sold through the ring doorbell. I was about this close to it. Um, <clears throat> and then from that, uh, though the very next neighbor I sold as well, uh, at least for the inspection and, and the start of the claims process. Um, but something even better was a young man that had just started. He wasn't in the company two weeks. In that time frame from us keeping on pushing, he got five inspections scheduled. So although he he had much more response at the door, I mean, but he just it, it was encouraging to see that he kept pushing because we pushed as leaders. That's awesome. So what were some of the what were some of like the things that over the last 19 years you've seen in that regard? Like how does that apply? How do you always see that? Like what's the lesson I guess learned from that? I think you have to be persistent. Uh, I gave you that other story of a, of a rep who called me and the previous day they had knocked on 147 doors. They calculated through their sales rabbit and <coughs> pardon, they did five inspections. And then the very next day, that same rep doing the same exact process goes to seven doors and gets five inspections. That's such a big, you know, one day is such an emotional roller coaster feeling defeated all day long to get the five. And the next day, you just can't almost do something wrong. So. It's, it's, it's crazy how often, you know, I, I love the example of like a rock quarry, like a marble. To, think of somebody chiseling on a marble, right? It's not the, it's like a hundred hits, nothing happens, right? And all of a sudden, that hundred and one hit, all of a sudden it'll crack. And if you think that the one, that hundred and one hit was the crack, you're wrong. It was the hundred other hits that made it crack yes. and that actually chiseled the rock. And I think that so many times people think that that those five out of seven day, you know, that's a killer day. And you're like, but had he not done the 147 before that, like that's the hammer just getting zero cracks on the chisel. That's still part of actually getting the thing to crack. And I think that's a lesson that from that story. And that's what I want to share is I was like, man, like how many people leave and stop hammering before it starts to crack. They're at 50 doors and they're like, this area, this this job, this day, whatever. And how often do you see reps get into that mindset? Oh yeah. So so what 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 so let's kinda because we don't have a ton of time. We're going to the airport, figure we'd hop onto a quick little podcast. So <coughs> pardon. Couple a couple other just like pain stories. Like to get to where you are, I'm sure you've had to go through some crazy left turns, crazy ups and downs. Probably wasn't an easy, smooth, like, yay, sure. <laughs> it's a perfect plan. Like, what have been some of the journey roadblocks that you've kind of had and overcome? You know, we we developed uh, through time. You know, I, of course, I've learned lessons. You know, when I came in, I was a great salesman. Um, I would sell and, and we had no team. And so as we started developing team, you learned how to deal with different personalities um, guys who are alpha personalities that can actually really sell and then how to harness uh, that ability and still work together and have a good relationship. And, and so we've, I've learned and, and the team has learned through time how to deal with that. Um, I think as we started growing and having bigger teams, 
we started understanding how to, you know, how our, the great thing was, is we had a big uh, platform for work workers that we could actually scale very quickly. So as we sold, we were able to perform the work. It wasn't never an issue that we couldn't perform the work because we already had a huge platform of workers. So that was kind of one of our springboards is that since we had a, a, such a high labor force that was very consistent, that worked every single day, we were able to, to expand that and actually perform for the sales rep. You know, it's yeah. funny is like, I can break that down on even on a micro level. If I don't have a tech, so in alarms, for example, it was all about same days. It's like I knock your door, I sell you, now I got a tech waiting outside ready to sell you, install, right? Well, the problem was, is if my techs would get backed up or if I felt like I couldn't get a same day, guess what happened to my motivation to sell? Sure. And so there's this element of sales growth that I think that we subconsciously sabotage if we don't feel like production could even keep up. Does that make sense? So like, it's like, why sell if I'm not going to get this stuff built? Or that's just going to cause us even more headaches if I'm going to have to freaking build all this or or produce it all. And it's like, I'm going to get so bottlenecked that it's like, is it even worth selling? And I watch reps and companies get into this cycle where they literally don't grow because they fail to focus on having the production size down pat and the support team, like the volume capacity to actually get big, which sure. I like that. That's, that's all. <laughs> and I think something else that you and I've really worked on and talked about the last day is, you know, kind of a tip for us even to go to the next level is, is standardization of process procedure, you know, onboarding processes, which are extremely important. I think as owners of businesses or uh, entrepreneurs, we have a responsibility to the people who trust us and come to work for us. And so part of what we're dealing with is just that, you know, so that it's a safe, it's safer in a, in a good investment of time for somebody to come and invest their life and, and build a career uh, with our company. So that's, that's kind of where I'm kind of convicted, if you will, right now is to, to really create that to where it's just a almost plug and play type mentality where you will have success if you do what you're supposed to do. And I think a lot of the, problem that people see when they have you know you have offices in Lubbock and Dallas and Austin and San Antonio and all over the country and I think a lot of people realize they have different problems when it's not just a Dallas office like I don't I can't just like drive over to Lubbock real quick and be like hey man how's your team doing absolutely and our leaders uh, you know that's kind of you know we're always looking for great leaders um, but our leaders if they you know our Lubbock leader our Des Moines leader our Denver leader, these, these are very strong leaders in each of our markets and they make my job easier. You know, if they can take that vision and take the, the dream, if you will, and run with the dream, then I feel like that we can do anything. You know, uh, our springboard is, is pretty, pretty bouncy at that point. Love that. So like, let's say I'm like some little company, maybe I've got four or five sales reps, I'm not in the size of the hundreds. Like what, what when you think back to when you were in that mode? Absolutely. It was just little DFW, you and your homies. It's a sweet time frame. It's yeah. there's a lot of good memories that can be made. Very very uh, fun memories can be made. Precious ones. What I guess? How would you help him see things maybe bigger than where he is today? Like what 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 advice would you give him to think a little beyond his like team of four buddies? Sure. I would say build it strong, you know, um, keep your expenses lean is what I would recommend. I think that sometimes people go too big, too fast, um, whether it's the big, huge truck or the, you know, there was a long time where I drove, you know, a, a frugal truck. It wasn't, I wasn't about that. I was more into building the business, um, and, and, and sacrifice now for more later. Right. 
Uh, well, it's interesting, and I'm gonna I'm gonna put some perspective to that. I mean, he lives in the same house since you were first married. Twenty. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he drives like a normal Jeep. It's just like nothing special, nothing yeah. fancy. I mean, you like that's what's crazy is it's like you they don't see this, but I do, and I'm like, man, like that's my style, you know, like. Yeah. I think a lot of people, they the second they make money, the second they have a big year, they're like, oh, let's go buy the nice house or let's yeah. go buy the big truck. And I'm like, you'll never build a business that way. Business as, you, as you build, yeah, businesses are expensive. I think sometimes um, there's a lot of great leaders I see that are phenomenal sales leaders. They can grow teams. They can do great things. But they got to remember the the financial side. If they're not, if they don't have enough money in the bank, if they don't have enough money to, to front the jobs, to to handle a bad, somebody cheap, right? If they don't have something where a lump hits them that they can weather it, then they can fill their entire team. And so, <clears throat> so I've been convicted by that. Jeff Quick has been convicted by that. You know, he's the founder, you know, I took over the 18 years ago, but you know, he was also, you know, he, he was telling a story the other day. I'll tell this real quick. I think it's, it shows the character. It shows kind of how sometimes people sacrifice. So uh, Jeff, when he was started his company, he actually was worried. He was like, man, I got this expensive house payment. It wasn't that much money, but for him, he was like, man, I got this expensive house payment. So he said he got a cheap trailer that the rent was $250 a month. And he brought on a roommate that paid $200 a month so that he could cut his expenses so low so that he could build a business. No way. And so that's how he did it. Now, Jeff, he was a roofer originally. He shingled the houses. He did some of that stuff. And, you know, so even the smallest guy, you know, I think that it's cool that we live in America. We can dream so big. And, you know, that's, that's something that's awesome. But I think some hard work and dedication, you can build something amazing. And, and I think that, you know, Jeff tells a story of a guy or a team, a group of guys that sat and laughed at him because he had to pay for the material on, on site. You know, he had to, he couldn't get an account. He couldn't do these things and they would laugh at him and mock him when he'd come to the supply house. And, you know, obviously we're humble people. We, we love people as well. And we want other businesses to win. We, this is America. There's plenty of opportunity for all of us. But he, you know, he that drove him years later. I mean, heck, it's for 36 years ago that some of that stuff would go on. And he was talking about it last week like it was yesterday. That it still just drove him to want to push harder. So That's awesome. Take those little nuggets, you know, those precious times when you're with your guys. I remember I told you another story of a guy that worked with me. The first commission sales rep I ever um, – Hired, I was so scared. He had to make a living. He was my responsibility. I took that very seriously. And we're knocking doors at 30 degrees. At, you know, it's 30 degrees and we're knocking doors at dark because we have to sell something so that he can make a commission. And that was a sweet memory. I mean, it, it's so many years ago, but it's like yesterday. And it was it's one of those memories that I'll probably cherish the rest of my life. I love that. So. No, and I appreciate you sharing and, and, and just being open. Like, I think a lot of times people aren't willing to share their secrets, you know, like coming out to the mastermind stuff and being willing to share and, you know, this even like going to the boot camp and you're very vocal and like, you've been just awesome to work with too. Like, like I think that there's a lot of people out there that I can't say that about. And honestly, I appreciate your time just sharing your nuggets with yeah. the podcast. So thank you guys and uh, follow Eric. He's an awesome leader and stud. So a uh, lot to learn. So appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys.